0: hey what's up y'all welcome to the stay for the stories podcast i'm your host jacob elijah joining me today is writer runner artist sometimes always learning boston native recently moved to los angeles allison lynch how you doing
1: good i'm good what's up
0: (laughs) yeah nothing much thank you for taking the time um yeah what are you up to how actually how's l.a now that you recently five months you said right
1: yeah I've been here for five months um I love it so far it's super different from Boston it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's the end of November and it's still 80 degrees outside so Mm -hmm. this is very very different from me I'm very much outside of my comfort zone but in a good way
0: do you like the heat or the cold do you have a preference
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always cold, so like, I prefer Mm. to be like it has to be 75 or above for me to feel warm. So, okay, (laughs) but there is something about the East Coast that I really like cherish in terms of like bundling up and feeling cozy inside, and I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, like scarves, scarf season. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, so we briefly touched base. I grew up in Texas, so I'm all too familiar growing up in the heat. I definitely prefer being hot and in the sun than in the cold. Um, but yeah, no, there's something, there is something appealing about like the East coast fall winter vibes. Um, but yeah, I would rather be outside and be in the sun. Like I just, I just road trip to Florida and it's like 65 degrees, 70, maybe it felt for me, it felt so warm. I felt so good. Like I was running in shorts and that's pretty much it. And that was ideal for me. Um, how do you like, so how, how's LA? I mean, have you done many, have you done a lot of trips to Cali before you decided to move to LA?
1: Yeah, I had, I mean, I had done some trips for work just like, okay. you know, cause we did a lot of like production and photo shoots out here. Um, and for then whoop, I, whoop, right? for For whoop. Yeah. Um, and then like one of my best friends growing up lives out here and her family lives out here. So yeah, I had just like come to California a lot and like, I felt like slowly I just kept coming out here more and more and just staying for longer periods and finally Mm -hmm. I was like I'm just gonna move out here I just I need to change and I want I want to try something different and I just like really like it out here
0: what about LA do you like the most
1: um I like just like the diversity here and I'm not I'm not just talking about like people but I'm talking about like what they're like things to do and and like what it has has to offer i feel like for me boston just got really stagnant and kind of stuffy and mm-hmm. like la just there's always stuff going on it's very artistic it's creative it's progressive it's like um and yeah i mean with the people too there's so much diversity here it's like people are coming here from all over in different walks of life and it's like just an interesting place to be mm.
0: yeah i have yet to go to la I was born in, really? San Diego. yeah, I was born in San Diego, military brat, um, but moved out when I was two and a half, um, recently was just back there, uh, I, I, since then, I've been back twice, once I was in middle school, so a while ago, and then uh, recently last year, this time last year, I was back in San Diego, but I was there for two days, two and a half days, um, saw family, um, and that was it so like, yeah. but yeah, I was born in Cali. I've only been back twice, um, but I feel like that might be one of my next moves.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to get
0: out here. Yeah. yeah, but LA, so LA is interesting though because I've never been. I always wanted to go, um, but yeah, I think I have that idea of it being like a kind of like a melting pot, pot or a lot of different people, diversity, um, mm-hmm. things to do, stuff like that. It's a matter of going out there and experiencing it for myself yeah. now. Um, all right, so speaking of artists you yourself are a writer talk to me about that what do you what do you like to write how did you get into writing um yeah
1: yeah yeah so I mean I've been a writer my whole life like I majored in English and creative writing so oh cool I spent most of my college years like studying literature writing you know expository essays and stuff like that and writing poetry (laughs) um so can, I have. can you like can you read
0: a poem right now on the show Oh
1: gosh I actually do have a, re- a poem that I really like that I'd I'd have to like dig for it in my email or something because my dad found it and like okay emailed it to me and like framed it at home <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> nice that's cool
1: um I'll send it to you after maybe you can read it for
0: cool for the yeah, listeners I'll do, a, I'll do a layover yeah yeah I'll go I'll come back <laughs> I'll do it cool all right so okay well okay keep going sorry I didn't mean to lose Oh you uh, no, you're
1: good. Yeah, yeah. So, um yeah. I, I guess like I tr- I didn't really know what to do with writing when I graduated because I was like, I don't really want to be a professor. I don't want. I don't want to like write books because I just frankly don't have the patience for that in terms of like making money too. So mm-hmm. I found my way into copywriting and marketing and advertising and. Um, I really kind of found my niche there because I feel like I really, I love like the psychology behind, mm-hmm. you know, consumer marketing and being able to tie like my creative writing background into that and be a copywriter, is, like just kind of worked perfect, perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I minored in art as well in school. So I minored in in fine arts and I've always had like a, a creative background too. So, um, yeah, it's kind of led me to where I am today where, um, you know, I head up, initially I I was copywriting for Whoop and then I headed up all the marketing communications and now I specifically focus on the running performance category and I manage that whole division.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right. So for those who don't know, walk us through Whoop, the company and the brand.
1: Yeah. um, So Whoop, is a fitness tracker basically i don't are you recording this like video oh yeah
0: yeah Yeah. showing it on
1: the screen um so it's monitoring your heart rate 24 7 and it's providing physiological feedback on your body so things like your recovery your cardiovascular strain your sleep performance um, and it's giving you like a really personalized look into how your body is adapting to the internal and external stressors in your life um and so, yeah, I mean, we're, we call ourselves a performance company, you know, we're not, we're not a tech company. We're like a human performance company because we're really trying to help people like, you know, figure out what's going on in their body and how they can optimize themselves to be the best they can be.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. You said you're a marketer, right? That sounded, yeah. it sounded like a, the elevator pitch, right? Yeah. yeah no, 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 That's no, the good, no, no, I'm kidding. That was, that was totally good. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that is whoop. There, there you go. whoop there it is this is what I was gonna say yep yeah Uh, I heard
1: that joke before
0: naturally I had I kid you not that just came that just came out like I had no idea that that was gonna come out until now um that's so cool okay so walk me through writing actually I have a question about copywriting specifically because me and my background is also in marketing um a little more on the performance side than the creative side but uh I do more direct response copywriting very incentivizing um ads format like that so Mm -hmm. with copywriting how do you approach uh telling a story or building an incentive around a brand and you don't have to go into whoop as an example or not but just like what is your approach to copywriting for brand narrative
1: Hmm. yeah I think um I'm trying to think here because I've I've worked I've done like freelance work for different people I've was in healthcare before I worked with whoop. So I, you know, when I was in healthcare, there just, there wasn't a lot of flexibility with copywriting. You had very Mm -hmm. strict legal requirements. You know, it's very dry. It's very like, um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of generic. Um, Uh,
0: also by the book, there are a lot of, uh, yeah rules to follow if you will.
1: Right. Yeah. So like with some brands, it's like, yeah, there are rules to follow, like you said, but I think when you get into more, I mean, now that I'm in like sports and fitness and tech, it's a lot more creative. And there's like, um, you know, you can be a lot more clever with your writing. But I think for a really technical product, like Whoop, um, the way I've approached writing for the company is, um, I have to understand the product. I have to understand the science behind it. Because a lot of people, like for me, it's like, it's really natural. Like I get the product because I've been Mm -hmm. there for over five years. But for a lot of people, it's like, they don't know like what the fuck we do. And they're like, why would I even buy this product? So I think the way I approach copywriting is always, I always have to come at it from an angle of like the consumer has no idea what it's about or Mm -hmm. what you do. Like I always have to put myself in that mindset Mm -hmm. um, and make it simple, but appealing and sexy and like intriguing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I guess, I don't know if that like answers your question, but that's, That's definitely how I've approached it with Whoop.
0: I geek out because I also have that. I look at it from a creative uh, lens as well. So I think of the consumer first. So like you put it perfectly simplifying it and making it very educational or like very simple to understand something and you do that through copywriting and storytelling so I, right. I've always approached it that way it's just looking at it from the marketer's perspective than the creative creator's perspective but I've tried to bridge that gap um cool yeah so like because whoop is very interesting because it's segmented out by sports too so like you focus in running um but you know yeah. what? I don't want to get I don't want to get too too much into that what I want to get into is writing so mm um what else have you done like are your history into health um Mm -hmm. prior to whoop like what other what what topics in writing or what do you like to cover as a as a writer
1: I mean I love editorial writing like I love I I actually wanted to be a journalist um because I I, but I I also like (laughs) there's a there's a whole like back and forth I did in college where I changed my major like seven times. And then I was like, I'm communications and I'm journalism. Oh, now I'm creative writing. I'm art. But I finally settled on the, the creative writing, but um I've done, let's see. So before I worked in healthcare, I worked for this content development company where we like paired freelance writers with different clients. And I was like an account manager. Mm. And I, although I didn't do the writing, I was like, managing that whole process and connecting freelance writers to clients. And that's where I learned about the different kinds of marketing or writing in marketing, like mm-hmm. web copy, you know, paid social blogs, you know, all these different components. Um, but at the same time, I was still doing some freelance stuff on the side. Like this is really random, but I was a ghostwriter for a woman on the bachelor.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> she okay.
1: ran this like fashion blog it was just like a fat fashion and like lifestyle blog basically uh-huh. you can look her up her name is Ashley Frazier she was on season 17 I think with
0: oh yeah you're B- talking to the guy I watch every single season of The Bachelorette, <laughs> and Bachelorette. Uh, so I know exactly who you're talking about um, do you really or are you just no being sarcastic? I'm just okay. I'm being sarcastic yeah I have no idea i I don't think I've ever seen an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette ever like ever
1: Yeah. I don't watch it, but for some, we connected on social media and she like really liked my writing and working with me. So she actually is based in Houston. I went out to visit her she was dating this like oil tycoon guy at the time. And it was really,
0: makes a lot of bizarre,
1: but um, yeah, so I did ghostwriting for her for a while. Um, And then I did a lot of personal writing for like this religious website called patheos.com Okay. Um, I'm not like religious, but I've had, I, I grew up very religious and it, mm-hmm. that like really shaped a lot of who I am today and how I view the world. Um, mm-hmm. but I did a lot of writing for that website, just talking about my personal experiences and talking about like deconstructing from faith and what that looked like and where I am now. And, um, it was really personal and I actually ended up taking a lot of the writing down because people would google me like employers would google me (laughs) and find that and it was just like I don't know if I like want that out there but one of the posts like ended up going viral and in like that space because I had written about like purity culture sorry I'm getting like really deep right now it's all
0: right let's get let's dive into um, it
1: yeah i had written about like you know the the 90s evangelical purity culture and how that affected my body image my disordered eating and things like that and Mm -hmm. it got shared like a couple thousand times and like that's when I was like I think I need to take this off the internet because now like my employers are looking at this and it's really personal yeah yeah um but yeah I do I love doing storytelling I love I'm not good at um fiction like I'm not good at making up stories I I have to I have to write stuff that's real and authentic to me or true or to another human being Mm because it just feels the most I don't know Natural. natural natural exactly yeah
0: yeah yeah I think a lot of creators in general writers photographers videographers anyone anyone like designers I think they all draw creators in general just draw from a place within which I think it's pretty cool like they're all this, even if it's fiction like there's a part of a part of people's work that is true to them is always draw a piece uh, yeah you always end up creating and like showcasing a piece of yourself in the work that you do um yeah. I think that's cool yeah that's great like that man that's that's a wild history into writing though that's insane um I mean I grew up in a like with a religious background as well so like I'm trying to think about like what that's relatable in many in so many ways, and I'm trying to figure out like I can I, like empathy. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and feel like dang that I, I can get I get that. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, but then so how did you get into like fitness from writing for, The Bachelor at, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, and and then going into like fitness, um, or like do do you and then like do you write about fitness and sports and then your also involvement as a runner.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously like I've been a runner my whole life. So that's just like a natural topic for me to, okay. to do, but um, yeah, I mean, with, with whoop, I do a lot of like our content on the blog. Like I do a lot of posts there. And I, like I said, I've done a lot of the copywriting, but now I do less writing because I'm more I'm more on like the strategy and branding side of things with the running, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, with, within sports and fitness, I mean, I feel like that's always just been a part of who I am because I've always done athletics and I've always been a runner. So, yeah. um, yeah, it just feels kind of intrinsic to me.
0: Wait. Okay. So many things to talk about. I don't want to talk about running yet either. Um, oh, okay. all right. So artists though, cause you also, you draw like you, you on your Instagram, your last post or the second to the last post you posted um that you paint and draw and you have yeah. some of your work on there T- walk me through that part of you as an artist
1: yeah I've always been an artist like ever since I was a little kid I would draw I would write like comic strips and stuff and oh really I yeah I have like all That's these awesome. things um
0: wait 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 I, what, what was your favorite comic strip or like what did you what was a uh... What did you use to like draw or doodle for comics?
1: Oh, well, I mean, the favorite ones I read, I mean, Garfield, probably. Classic. And The Far Side, uh, Gary Larson, love mm-hmm. him. Um, but I mean, the comics that I would make were just like dumb little kid things that I about, thought were about, hilarious. About
0: what? Yeah, tell me. What? I don't
1: I don't remember this is like 25 years ago I don't know okay
0: I'll tell you what I used to draw when I was little and like what drew me in the most um cars I like Mm -hmm. I really I could so I think I I it's weird I think I'm just as equally left-brained as I am right-brained but um I used to draw and like I was very creative as a as a kid um but Corvettes specifically I for whatever reason I loved Corvette cars and so i would make i would like just draw them and draw cars all the time um but i'm not not a like a race car person like i don't i don't now i don't do that but as a kid for whatever reason i was fascinated by fast cars and the corvettes Mm -hmm. specifically so that's what i used to draw that's why i can that's why i'm asking you because i'm like i just used to draw corvettes all the time and i think for a minute i might have like dabbled in drawing shoes like air force (laughs) ones and stuff like that you know like um,
1: like most young boys do
0: yep yep i mean Car, for a, cars and shoes brief yeah there you go that 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 summed it up that's nothing new i guess <laughs> or um what else i used to do like i used to draw um or i was fascinated with movies i've always been a movie buff too and like i used to watch a lot of tv shows and movies as a kid um but yeah so but yeah comics that's cool yeah just you start your own comic like thing. i
1: know should but well i mean the art that i do now going back to your question is mostly abstract um okay i did a lot of like still life illustration and stuff in college just because it was required for our courses and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i'm drawn most to abstract art because um again like i don't really have the patience sometimes to just like sit there and draw a still life of something that already exists i'd Mm -hmm. rather draw I'd rather create something that doesn't exist and I feel like there's a lot of judgment in the art community towards abstract art because okay. it's like it's like oh you painted like a, a a stroke with lines coming out of it and it's like you know what what's the talent in that and I think I think there's a lot of super shitty art out there but there's a lot of really creative conceptual stuff and I think mm. the art that I make I focus a lot on shapes and lines and colors and repetitive brush strokes and repetitive motions because for Mm -hmm. me it's actually like a therapeutic process and it's Mm -hmm. like much like running is where you're taking steps over and over and over again I mean my art is very much like that um, where I'm drawing and I'm painting over and over again and I kind of lose track of time and Then I end up with something really cool or something that I'm proud of and um, I think the cool thing about abstract art is that in my opinion it's never finished because who's to say what a you know what a complete piece of artwork should look like Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and a lot of times I go back to my artwork and I just add stuff because I'm like "Oh, oh cool I think I think this needs another color right here this this is missing something so
0: that's that's cool yeah I mean I'm looking at some of your work right now as we speak it's it's cool my first thought though is like I would get this tattoo uh, as a tattoo
1: <laughs> oh which so, one the, uh, like, well, hold
0: on I'm looking at there are, are a few there's some that are kind of down your feed um
1: have some next to me this one uh,
0: oh, oh yeah there's like Egyptian yeah plant, plant shapes calligraphy And there's one it's like waves it's blue pink waves but it looked for whatever reason I thought it was a like a girl I thought you were drawing a girl but it's a lot of waves um
1: oh which one is that I'm trying to think
0: um April 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 9th
1: okay yeah um
0: Uh, yeah because I I thought that was cool because of the the lines the waves I thought it was a girl and I was like oh cool that's like but it's not or it could be it's (laughs) it could be be. yeah if you you think about it um that's so cool did you ever go to school for like for drunk so you went to you know what oh this I think this is so funny so you don't like to write fiction you don't like to make up words Hmm. but you like to make up pictures that's so interesting
1: that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> I don't know how to explain that one, but I think no, the there's abstract, nothing. There's, yeah, there's, there's nothing to explain. explain. Just that as is, what it is.
0: That is so funny. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any tattoos?
1: I do. I have four. Would well, you ever, five?
0: Would you ever did you draw all of your tattoos or no?
1: All of my tattoos I've created. Yes. Created? I mean oh, cool. they're just they're writing. It's like it's like my own handwriting. And then I have one on my back that's a dove and it says shalom in Hebrew. And I got it when I went to Jerusalem. Um oh, cool. which I did de- I designed that one too. But nice. I don't have any like super elaborate ones.
0: Nice. I drew slash designed um like 95% of my tattoos.
1: How many but, do you have?
0: Uh, like it depends on who you ask I'm probably close to like 40. Oh, wow! but the, the way, so I, okay. So for you, those of you who don't know, I have, uh, two calf tattoos, a chest piece, three or four side tattoos and like a three quarter sleeve. So I have a lot of tattoos, but I started my, when I did my, my arm, I have a lot of like, maybe like quarter size, doodles like little small um tattoos so like if you look at like for example one is uh like a caricature um of like sunglasses a comb over and a mustache so then it's like do you count that as one tattoo (laughs) or three so it depends on who you ask but if if you count like that three separate tattoos into one as a as a caricature is one tattoo i probably have like 30 if you count all of the little micro individual pieces, probably closer to like 40. Um, and that's like most of my arm is about quarter, quarter size or double a quarter um, in size for tattoos. And then I get to, to some bigger pieces as, as you go down on my arm and then calves, chest and side. But um, long story short, I used to like, or I would get clip art. And like, I, this is a long time ago, like when I didn't even know Photoshop. <laughs> or anything else i would me- mess around in like powerpoint and microsoft word and like combine four or five different photos or drawings and like make one kind of abstract piece if you will since that's top of mind but then i'd like connect it i'd like make it i'd like blend each of the shapes or the lines to make like a single image if that makes sense
1: yeah that's um
0: cool. but yeah so like yeah and then yeah and then i would that's how i would that's how i would do it um and I take it to the I take it to the tattoo artist and be like, "Hey, I like your work, but this is what I want. Give me this, and this is and this is what you need to do." Super Good old simple. clip art. Yep, super simple. But that yeah, that's funny because that's why I ask because I'm like, so "Yeah, I would like if I could," or like I guess I am a product of my drawings because if I yeah, I kind of put together all of my tattoos. Um, man, yeah, five. That's so.
1: I want to get more. I do have few more that i want to get i just haven't gotten around to it
0: what are they what are they actually oh no i guess you know what we can even dive into your the meanings of your tattoos because you only you have five what are the okay okay. no let's let's do the next two that you're gonna get and why you're gonna why you want those
1: okay so i want a rabbit but geometric so i have Mm. two rabbits that live with me i've had them for 10 years um bruno and bunny they're adopted from a shelter in bilrica mass Um, they're my children Um, but I want a rabbit on my arm that but it's like geometric uh, like abstraction just Mm -hmm. because I think that looks really cool and then I want like a plant type of shape on my arm but I want to design it Um, specifically I think a lavender plant
0: nice what's the meaning for that one
1: nothing I just like you like it smell it's cool it's I mean. a calm, calming, you know, lavender chamomile tea, all that calming. That
0: that is reason enough. Yeah, it's funny. Like so, a lot of my tattoos um, have multiple meanings. Like more, they have more than one. Um, but I'm getting to a point now to where I'm like, oh, I think that thing is cool, and I would get that t- as a tattoo. Um, but I have so many of them, like it. They would just all blend blend together. Um, you know, there was a there was a time when. I was going to get like the self do-it-yourself tattoo kit.
1: <sighs> oh, really? I'm gonna do that. Yeah. That sounds but risky. I might,
0: I might do it soon. Or like the, what is it? The pick, pick and poke. Yeah, the
1: poking. There yeah. we
0: go. Yep. Just do that. I was going to get it. I was going to do a smiley face. I had like, oh yeah, I'll get that and do a small, a small smiley face. And then ended up going to a tattoo artist and getting that as well as like three other tattoos at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Okay. So writing, painting. Mm-hmm. And you also model, which is a recent discovery of mine. So how did you get into modeling?
1: Yeah, I started modeling like my early 20s. The first gig I had was with 47 brand. They're like a sports and lifestyle brand. Um, Mm -hmm. And they do like gear for like NHL and MLB and stuff like that. Um, so my friend worked there basically. And she just asked me like, Hey, like, do you want to be part of the shoot? And then, so I modeled a bunch of gear for like the Red Sox and the Patriots. Cause I'm a new England girl. Um, and I was like in their storefront in like Faneuil hall in Boston. And then, um, and then I got a shoot with Puma because my friend sent me a link and I did this whole shoot with them for their fall, winter, twenty twenty. 15 campaign, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then from there, and then from there I got signed with um an actual agency because I had like an actual portfolio to work off of. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I'm assigned right now with Maggie Inc., which is a Boston-based modeling agency. They're on Newberry Street. Um, and I've done work with a lot, yeah, like I said, like a lot of different running focused brands. Like I've done work with Socony, Puma, Tracksmith um oops I'm sorry about that um yeah don't me going to say that again because my text no, just like, interrupted cool. no no good um yeah so I've done work with Saucony Puma Tracksmith um trying to think what else Reebok um
0: <laughs> very very running sports brand. very
1: yeah very running sports brand. but then I've I've had a lot of just like random things too because I mean, Boston, there's not a huge market for modeling. It's like, you really got to be in New York or LA if you want like
0: mm.
1: a lot of consistent work. So like, I've just, I've done the most like random things. Like, <laughs> like I was on a commercial for like sweet baby Ray's hot sauce. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was just an extra. So like, you can't even see me, but yeah. it was like a full day's worth of work where I'm just like on this set for like hot sauce. Um, Pre-
0: pretending to talk in the background.
1: Yeah. Like pretending to like put hot sauce on like my hamburger or some shit like that. There you go. Yeah. What else have I done? Um, Oh, I was in a fanatics commercial, which is like a sports betting thing. And I was Mm -hmm. cheering in the background. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of like small gigs that I've had that have been really fun. And I've met a lot of really cool people on set
0: what do you like most about modeling is it that fun aspect of it and like it's always it sounds like you do a lot of different things too so I'd imagine there's some interest there in like how different shoots are or gigs are
1: yeah it's it's the people that you get to meet and it's learning about production too like I'm Mm -hmm. just because I I I do that professionally too so it's (laughs) like I get to see behind the scenes and what it's like to be a model but also what it's like to you know, be on set and produce something. And, mm-hmm. um, so I can, I've seen like both sides of it.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, uh, for me, even as a photographer, it's interesting being on the other side of the lens. Um, for a long time, I've, I've been behind the lens dabbled in, uh, street photography, lifestyle portraits, and then lately for the past couple years into sports and fitness um But also <laughs> now I'm more in front of the camera than I ever was behind the camera, so definitely seeing both sides of it is interesting. Understanding mm-hmm. both is is cool too. Like
1: it is, yeah. Um, I'm trying. To, oh, there's another random one that I just thought of. It was like you know, you know, like the generic like posters they'll put on buildings when they're in the middle of building them. So it's just like people eating or people shopping, <laughs> and it's like
0: okay, well, like what the thing is supposed to be. Like there's a new shop yeah. coming, and it's supposed to be that, yeah.
1: So like I did a shoot for that where I was the generic person in the photo for this new (laughs) development in Westbrook, Maine. So I was like on, yeah, I was just like on random buildings for this like new development property that they were making. But yeah, it's a lot of like really not sexy gigs. I feel like I've done just because I don't know. It's like, why not? Yeah, why not? It's it's money. It's not, you know, (laughs) not like trying to make a living off of modeling. So
0: well I was about to ask you now that you're in LA, are you gonna try to get more involved in modeling or is that an area you see yourself pursuing or or not really?
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to apply to like three different agencies. I just haven't really gotten my Mm. shit together. Um
0: if you're waiting for a sign, this is the sign to do it. (laughs) Or like to you should just do it. Do it right now. I'll pause it. I'll pause this episode. Yeah let's just do it right now.
1: I well I did do a shoot with ultra Cool. two weeks ago. Um, and I feel like a lot of things now people just like reach out to you on Instagram versus like oh. going through an agency just because they don't want to pay like the agency fees and stuff. But mm. um, yeah.
0: All right. So walk me through your history as a runner. We talked about you as a writer, uh, an artist. Now mm-hmm. as a runner. So you said you did you play any other sports? Let's start there. Or was running always a priority or your main focus growing up?
1: Yeah, I did a lot of other sports. You know, like youth athletics. I did basketball, soccer. I dabbled in some gymnastics. Um, I didn't start running until my freshman year. I mean, I had done like kitty track races where you like race a four hundred and stuff like that. But I didn't start.
0: Everybody, everybody gets a medal, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody gets
1: a medal. Um, you know, you're wearing like sandals or something. You don't even have proper running footwear. Uh yeah, so I started running my freshman year of high school, um, and I I have a pretty troubled running background just because I, like, wasn't very healthy in high school. Like, I had a pretty bad eating disorder. I'd been to rehab twice for it, so I was pretty successful as a runner in high school, um, and I was, you know, on varsity. I pretty much, I won, like, all of our league meets. I you know, was going to the invitationals and placing top 10 for Massachusetts and stuff. Um, but then nice. like my junior year, I just like totally just unraveled and I lost like 35 pounds. I was like 98 pounds and I'm I'm like five eight, so it's pretty, pretty thin. Mm-hmm. And I had like a BMI of I don't, can't even remember, but it was so low and um so I, I just didn't really get to have the kind of career I wanted towards the end of high school or in college, because I was recruited to a lot of like really good division two programs like okay. Tufts and Stonehill. Um, trying to think what else. Those are the two main ones. Connecticut Con College actually has a great program. So I was recruited to all three of those programs. But I because of my eating disorder, I wasn't able to run in college or be really successful as an athlete. So I didn't really start getting competitive again until I graduated college, which at that point I was at a very healthy weight and I had, you know, learned how to take care of myself. And, um, you know, it's been probably 10 years where I've been pretty, pretty competitive as a post-collegiate runner and still, you know, entering track races and Mm. road races and, and doing pretty well. So um, yeah, I, w- I wish I had a, I mean, hindsight is 2020. I wish I could do it all over again sometimes, but I'm, I'm happy to be where I am right now and still like really healthy and still like being able to run consistently.
0: Mm-hmm. So th- did you run at all in, in college, like c- competitively, uh, throughout college or no, did you like,
1: I did kind of, I mean, okay. I, I would run cross country and then I kind of would fizzle out by the time winter <laughs> track rolled around, but yeah, yeah um yeah I, I still like ran some seasons I think it, it just wasn't a priority for me like okay. I, I was balancing so many other things and um yeah
0: were you more of a short short distance mid-distance runner
1: um sprinter yeah I was more middle distance I'd say like mile 5k was kind of my sweet spot
0: what was your fastest mile
1: 502
0: Jeez. <laughs>
1: still so trying fast. to still trying to get that sub five but
0: break five yeah yeah. that's fun that's really cool i mean you're talking to the newly found like love p- person for runner like i'm a new or like i haven't i grew up playing football so like all of this stuff is so fascinating a five minute mile is insane i'm i'm pretty close i haven't mm-hmm. broken that yet but that one is uh that's close though that's yeah. that's coming soon i promise you um i
1: focused on the 800 all this past well the last two-ish years i've focused primarily on the 800 meter, which was a very new distance for me. Um, okay. But 800 is hard as fuck. It's one of the most painful events. Like I I'd, I'd prefer to run, like I'm running a 10 K tomorrow. I'd prefer to do that over an 800.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: like, you have more time to think and space it out.
0: Like get into a groove too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like the more I talk to other athletes, runners, coaches, And like the more that I look at my, where my areas of strength are as a runner, I'm probably built more to be a short distance runner. And yet I do a lot of endurance. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of endurance involved with me as a runner, high mileage per week, challenges, you name it. I put a lot of time on feet, but I'm Mm -hmm. physically probably built to be more of a short distance sprinter. Yeah. And uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I love running on the track. Um, I love the track. Yeah. But like, I mean, you're talking, a former football player, like I used to, I mean, I was a big body. I, like I was a muscle head. Like I pretty much lived in the weight room, hated running. And now I love running and you'll never catch me again in the weight room. (laughs) So, so for me to say, I love the track, like, yeah, years ago, I would have never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) and so, okay. So, but have you raced, you, you've been racing, like you said, for the past handful of years now, um, what like what is your goal or like what are your goals for you as an athlete for as a runner
1: yeah I think um I mean I'm not like an elite runner you know like I'm not gonna go which, to be which, which, I, which I thought you were when we first met <laughs> I was
0: like oh yeah she's she's so elite for sure
1: I mean I'm like competitive but like on a local level I guess you could say but I'm not okay. you know I'm not. You, you want to go to the Olympic trials.
0: You want to go out. You want to go out for drinks with your friends and be like, "Yeah, I'm faster than you." That's what you want to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. I, want, I want those I bragging it. rights. Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, yeah. So at this point, it's more just it's like competition with myself. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to beat anyone. It's more just I do this for myself and because it keeps me in a routine and it and it brings me joy and it's you know of course I'm always chasing PRs like you know, I want to keep chipping away at all my times. I want to Mm. get that sub five. I want to get that sub 17 5k. Like I, and I still think I can, you know, I Mm -hmm. think as a woman in her early thirties, like this is kind of my prime time to like focus on that. And, um, yeah, I think in terms of my goals, like I just, I, this is what I talk about with my coach all the time. Like, for, for him, like the number one goal is I want you to be happy and I want you to be healthy. Like, I don't even care if you run a good race or not. Like, as long as you're happy and healthy, like the results come after that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can be a, a happy, healthy human being. <laughs> so I think, I think at this point in my life, like that's just kind of my goal. And if, if I have good performances, like, great, I'll take that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I found that if you, if you have that as a priority, everything else will come. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. yeah, if you focus on the love you have for anything, but let's say sports or running and you focus on staying healthy, staying fit, like getting better as an athlete, as a person, everything else will fall into place as it should, you know? And then performance is a direct reflect of time and effort, energy you put in the love you put into the things that you do. Um, yeah. that's cool. And any, is there any, any distinction for you between like the 5k, 10k half marathon? Um, cause you've raced like pretty like across the board, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've done everything. I've done the full marathon. I've done a half. I've done, I've literally done every event except what, like the hundred meter.
0: <laughs> what's the, what's the most fun event for you? Like if you could do a real, like a regular race, what would be the event that you'd want to run?
1: Definitely the 5k. I, I love okay. the 5k. It's my favorite race. I feel like I have a really good handle on it. I know how to race it well. Um, but I am starting to move back up in distance. I took a, I took a long break from long distance. Cause it was just like really taking up a lot of time and beating down on my body. So I mm-hmm. moved down in distance, but now I'm moving back up and, um, I have, well, I have the 10k that I'm doing tomorrow. And then I have the Houston half in January so that'll be my first half since 2012 wow so
0: (laughs) all right how do you feel about getting right back on that horse for a half marathon in Houston
1: um I feel good about it I like yeah I don't know it's kind of nice going into it without really too many expectations Mm -hmm. because I can I don't have a lot of pressure on myself um but I'm yeah I'm excited I've been like super comfortable on the roads lately and, you know, just kind of clicking off six minute pace pretty comfortably. So nice. That's kind of my goal.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right. So also because you have a race tomorrow, what is your pre race game day ritual? Like what, what do you follow? What, what do you like to do prior to racing?
1: Yes. Um, Hmm. Like the morning of, no, or like, just le- like, just
0: leading into a race. Like for okay, yeah. for example, for me, I, I mean, I stay pretty busy. But the more the more busy I stay, and the less I have my mind on a race, the better it is for me. Like if hmm. I have time on my hands, and if I'm in my own head, I could just as easily psych myself out for a race. Um, I'll give you like a good a good example or like a story. When I used to play football, um like you, you see people in the locker room that are like hyped up listening to whatever kind of music and they're like getting in the zone or like they they are anticipating the 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 game clock to start or like 7 7 p.m to start game day or six whatever me I was like texting people or like talking to my fam maybe even like going in the corner and like watching a, like Netflix or something or like and whatever videos at the time whatever like I would just distract myself because the last thing I wanted to do was psych myself out and then not perform well. But for me too, it was interesting growing up as an athlete because I was like a different person on the field playing football. So I kid you not, whenever the game day whistle blew and the clock was on, like the clock, the switch turned on so quickly. Like I was a, I was a different player and athlete as a, as a, as a football player um people used to joke about it that like they never would recognize me on the field compared to the person that I was off the field like me this now and then who I was on the field two totally different people um so it was like I didn't want to turn that switch on until I had to (laughs) yeah and and, uh and yeah and so that was it so like the the last time I took um I was more relaxed I listened to instrumental music believe it or not I was like just in like just keeping calm relaxed um, and then when it came but when it came down to race day, or like the when the clock went off or the gun went off, yeah, then I, it was it was time to play. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I that was my ritual was like stay as distracted and busy as possible because I did not want to psych myself out.
1: That's funny because I'm actually the opposite with that. I don't like being busy the day before. i I like to just mm-hmm. unplug. Like I don't like being on my phone. I don't like checking email. like I don't like talk, I don't like talking to people. like, I'm already super introverted as is. And like talking to a lot of people overwhelms me, but I kind of just like to almost hibernate before a race because mm. it makes me feel in control of everything. Like in a, in a way it's just like, it's just me and my body. And I don't want other distractions, like filtering in my mind and stuff like that. And mm. I mean, I try to get really good rest. I always eat big meal all the night before. And then I wake up early so that I can have food. You know, I, I, I don't run or I don't race without food in my stomach. Um,
0: what's your pregame meal?
1: Um, typically banana and oatmeal, pretty go-to throw some peanut butter in there or some, you know, hemp seeds or oat milk or, you know, something like that. Um, and then yeah, post-race it's like, give me a hamburger, give me some some honey glazed donuts and I'm good. Mm,
0: there you go. Is that, is that a ritual in its own? Like, do you always go to burger and fries post-race?
1: <laughs> um, I wouldn't say always, but definitely like high salt, high fat, high sugar, Yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, like post-race. Cause I mean, you know that's my body's just craving that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've found a ritual. Well, one, I haven't raced that often which i'm gonna get into soon like i'm gonna start racing more but so i haven't found that post race or even pre-race ritual um but when i was playing football like after a game day um cupcakes that was a go-to like i could down half a dozen cupcakes if not a dozen cupcakes um post post race or post game
1: <laughs> yeah oh man i love, and, love a good cupcake
0: yeah also i was uh, like i said a big body so i could down a lot of food i yeah. even now i can too i have like a huge appetite especially as a runner and as often as, as much as i run yeah um all right so the 10k coming up tomorrow that's out in la
1: yeah it's at dana point harbor which is um it's like south of la and it's like a really beautiful course kind of along the water but it'll be fine it's pretty competitive like I think the girl who won last year ran like 33 something so okay um I'll see you know there'll be a good field of women I can run with but trying to run like 36 ish I think are you
0: going solo or do you have like friends team teammates that are also running or no
1: yeah I have one teammate friend who's running um but other than that, I don't really know anybody else. I'm kind of just driving down there by myself.
0: Okay. Are you someone, I think I already know the answer to this question. Do you prefer to run solo or do you prefer to run with other people either in a workout or when it comes to racing?
1: Yeah, by myself most of the time. I, I think nine times out of 10, I'm running by myself. Um, I like to do workouts with people because I like okay. the camaraderie and I like having other people to pace and stuff. But mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's just like a run during the week, like I don't like running with people. I don't like talking to people when I run and okay, <laughs> it sounds like, uh, it sounds mean, but it's, no. it's more, it's like, that's my time I, for meditation. Like that's my yeah. time, like to not be plugged into to, to things. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I, I relate to that a lot. Like the, I mean the hour, hour and a half I put into running every day or every morning, that's my time away. Like that's my moment to escape. No phone, like nothing. I'm that's my that's when I'm actually in my headspace. So like I wanna be present. I think about everything. I think about nothing. I'm just in the moment for that hour, hour and a half is my time away. Um, and I definitely try to utilize that as much as possible. It's another reason why I run as often as I do and why like I run every day. I make it a point to just get out there. Yeah and put some miles in, but it's mostly just it's my time than it is a workout having both is great but it's just it really is my time um i totally get that um all right that's it good luck tomorrow um (laughs) yeah this was great this was a lot of fun um cool all right that's it anything else
1: no i mean thanks for for having me and chatting through a bunch of stuff it was really fun yeah
0: yeah yeah um cool all right well stay tuned more to come as always stay for the stories